Welcome to Coffee Break with Sharp Best Health. Every week, we sip on a strong new blend of practical tips, information, and education to help you optimize your health, body, and mind. Your hosts are Janice, Emily, Megan, and Olga. Your break starts now. Hi, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of A Coffee Break with Sharp Best Health. This is Emily, and I will be your host today, and I'm joined by Kim Eisenberg, who's a licensed clinical social worker at Sharp Mesa Vista Hospital. So between COVID-19 and the recent tragic events that have led to social unrest, many of us are experiencing a wide variety of emotions, and as healthcare providers, these feelings can be exacerbated, which means that it's more important than ever to care for our mental and our emotional well-being. So today we're going to be talking about practical tools that you can use to support your mental and emotional health during these challenging times. So thanks so much, Kim. Thanks for joining us today and sharing your expertise with us. Thank you so much for having me. I'm happy to be here. Perfect. So before we get started, could you share with our listeners a little bit about yourself and your background and what you do here at Sharp? Sure, absolutely. Um, So I've been here at Sharp Mesa Vista for about four years, um, primarily working in our intensive outpatient programs, providing mental health care to our patients and support for them and their families. And I really love being here at Mesa Vista. I feel really um, fortunate to do the kind of meaningful work that we do to help people get really high quality treatment for their mental Mm -hmm. health here in San Diego. And prior to being here at Mesa Vista, I worked in in behavioral health research at some community-based nonprofits and then, you know, in a former life in, in business consulting. Um, so this is a little bit of a second career path for me and I just love it and I'm happy to be here and happy to be talking about mental health during definitely something I, I thought, never thought uh, we would see coming. <laughs> so, right. yeah. I know. Who, who knew this is what 2020 was going to look like? Right. <laughs> It uh, certainly took us all by surprise. Um, Mm -hmm. So thanks for sharing your background. And I always take too much time talking. So I'm going (laughs) to refrain from from commenting. And if you're okay with it, maybe we can just jump in um, because I know you have some great content that you'd like to share. Is that okay with you? Sure, absolutely. Okay. So there are so many different events and experiences, obviously, that can affect our emotional well-being. And with that, there are so many different reactions. So from your corner of the world, what are some common responses that you see um, from people in terms of their emotions and how they cope with, you know, those emotions during difficult and challenging times? It's a fantastic question and I think a really important starting place. Um, We're seeing pretty much every possible emotional and behavioral reaction that you could expect for for people to have. And that's, I think, across our patients as well as our our staff and just community members, um, the the folks that are uh, mental health providers that refer people to us. um, Everyone's really struggling right now. Uh, None of us, no matter how great our coping skills are, we're really prepared for 
for what the world looks like right now. Mm -hmm. And so we're seeing everything from the more expected struggles, a lot of fear, a lot of anxiety, increases in depression, increases in people struggling with substance use and unhealthy ways, Mm -hmm. um, increases in PTSD symptoms, um, all of those kind of things, especially in people that were struggling pre-pandemic and pre this resurgence of our our new civil rights movement. Mm -hmm. Um, All of those things are kind of escalated for folks. So we're seeing that across the board. And at the same time, we also do see these elements of of resilience. You know, we see people that are finding a lot of meaning in caring for others and Mm -hmm. in trying to rally together in the safest and best ways possible to try to help each other get through it. Um, so, So it's really you know, constellation of, of different types of reactions, everything from, you know, incredible hopefulness to incredible despair and all of it in between. And um, mm-hmm. yeah, just the, the full range of human experience right now, <laughs> amplified. Right. And I'm sure it's, I mean, those emotions, at least for me, seem to fluctuate moment by moment. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, one, one moment you feel hopeful and bonded together in the next minute, I mean, you feel, I feel anxious and worried and sad. And so it's a lot of emotions at one time. <laughs> it, it is. And I think you bring up a really important observation that, it, especially I've been having this conversation with a lot of my friends who will, will come to me, you know, just kind of to check in to make sure that they're doing okay at this time when no one is doing okay. And mm-hmm. and one of the things that, that people are noticing is that, yeah, some days I, I feel fine. Other days I, you know, want to scream and cry and punch a pillow and, yeah. Yeah. you know, just not really knowing from day to day or even hour to hour how we're going to be feeling. Hmm. Okay. So it sounds like it's pretty normal to have this really wide range of emotion. It's, it's incredibly normal. And, you know, from the lens that I view it all through over here at Mesa Vista, you know, we're working with folks that have typically more longstanding mental health struggles. And the reality is that right now, <laughs> the pandemic and everything that's happening in the world is, is almost a great equalizer. You know, if you had mm-hmm. mental health issues previously, they're probably worse right now. Some people are actually experiencing reduction in symptoms because it's almost mm-hmm. like the world being topsy-turvy, you know, made things a little bit easier for them. Mm-hmm. And then other folks who didn't previously struggle with mental health symptoms, depression, anxiety, trauma, et cetera, now are experiencing it for the first time. So whole range of emotional reactions is completely normal. Okay. Well, then I think that just uh, reiterates the point that that's why it's so important to make sure that we're taking taking care of our mental and emotional health right now. Mm -hmm. Um, From your standpoint, I, I think we all know um, conceptually that it's important, but why could you kind of share like the, the why behind it? Why is it so important, especially for healthcare providers, um, to really take the time to make sure that they are okay and taking care of themselves mentally and emotionally? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So under normal times, we're always concerned about healthcare providers and anyone that's in a helping industry in particular about what we would casually refer to as compassion fatigue. It's not, mm-hmm. you know, a, a clinical diagnosis, but it is the thing that, that happens to all of us at one point or another. Quite frankly, if we're doing our job to the best of our ability, it's going to be draining for us. We're going to be tired and, and worn down by it. We're going to get burnt out. Um, there's, you know, a heavy 
emotional weight that comes with caring for other people. And that's part of why we do the work that we do. It's why we're passionate and committed to being in healthcare. And we have to, again, even in the best of times, be really mindful of that and really sensitive to it. Um, you know, we have a, a tremendous capacity for resilience, but the way that we maintain that is by making sure that we're each refilling our own cup and not just being run dry. And yeah. that is infinitely more um, important right now than than ever before. And I'm sure it's difficult as healthcare providers, like you said, their intrinsic um, desire and um just just the way that they approach patients is constantly to be caring for them. And so it might not be as intuitive to take care of yourself. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and for a lot of folks who are in healthcare and related professions, part of what energizes us, us is our, our work, is the care mm-hmm. for other people. And it typically uplifts us, again, as long as we have some balance with it. And sure. right now, circumstances of the world are kind of priming us to all be out of balance, which you sure. know brings us back to why we're talking about this today. Yeah. So with those emotions... How, how do we begin to <laughs> view them and cope with them in a healthy way? Mm-hmm. Uh, that is that is the million dollar question. That and is I the think, million dollar <laughs> question, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I think a lot of it is continuing to have this be an open conversation. What you and I have been talking about so far, really normalizing and validating that everyone is struggling right now is, is really the first piece. Um, we don't do ourselves or anyone else any favors by saying that we're fine and we can handle this. Um, we can handle this if we do a really good job of taking care of ourselves and each other. And that's going to mm-hmm. require some, some thought and some careful consideration and some sustained effort. I mean, the reality is that it is normal and expected, and it would be weird if we weren't fear- feeling fearful and anxious. Mm-hmm. There are all these unknowns, all this uncertainty. We don't have an end date <laughs> on um, you know, when or if things yeah. will, will go back to normal. And so a normal human reaction to all of that is some some you know changes to our moods, some changes mm-hmm. to our outlook, our concentration, our ability to just kind of cope and do our day to day. So I, I think really normalizing it for ourselves and others, validating the struggle that we see other people having, um, figuring out who in our network of of close family and friends, coworkers, whoever it is, who are the people that we can be vulnerable with and share about what's going on with us and, and figure out how we can ask for additional support. Um, now is not the time for any of us to try to, you know, pull ourselves up by our bootstraps and go it alone. We all need yeah. to be able to ask for help. Yeah, that's so true. It's, um, you know, having that support system is, is huge. Um, and like you said, just being in tune to how you're feeling and taking the time to, unpack those emotions and take care of yourself through it. Um, because if we don't, then, then there's some pretty serious consequences that can come along Mm -hmm. with that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So for somebody who is listening and they're thinking, well, how do you know, or how would I know if I needed to take a pause and (laughs) really look at my mental and emotional health? What are some of the signs that you might see in somebody where you might 
say, hey, let's let's take a moment and unpack how you're feeling or mm-hmm. how you're coping with, you know, your emotions and the stress and everything that's going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, the, the first thing that I would say is for, for each of us to really start to get in the habit of paying attention to the thoughts and the feelings that we're having. So the thoughts could be just the, you know, the, the phrases, the, the concepts that are running through our heads, um, you know, starting to notice if we're having a lot of repetitive worry thoughts, a lot of um, catastrophizing and imagining the worst possible scenarios, whether it be about COVID or civil unrest or anything else. But just, you know, if we're noticing that the content of our thoughts is starting to be pretty dark, mm-hmm. um, that that's something that can be a warning sign as well, starting to pay attention to the physical sensations in our body. Um, So, you know, if you're spending a lot of time on your phone scrolling through social media, which a term I've I've recently become enamored with is doom scrolling, where, you know, you're just thumbing through and everything is just doom and gloom. And you realize, you know, that your your posture is tight and, um, you know, you're not breathing and there's tension in your chest, starting to bring awareness to all of those, those types of things, those thoughts and those feelings can be a really helpful indicator that it's time to take a pause. Beyond that, we would be looking for other types of um, essentially, you know, big changes, big disruption to either our physical functioning or our our emotional well-being. So that can be big changes to sleep and to appetite. It could be um, changes to, you know, just ability to focus and concentrate and get through the day, whether that's responsibilities at work or at home. Um, Sometimes, you know, people will just not be able to concentrate anymore. Other times folks will be having panic attacks or, you know, crying, things like that. So so those types of things are, are pretty big signs to us that it's time to really focus on self-care and potentially get professional help up to and including more severe signs like starting to abuse substances, having really increased conflict, whether that's, you know, in relationships at home or at work. Um, but increased conflict is is another one that we would keep an eye out for mm-hmm. um, up to and including, you know, thoughts of really serious hopelessness, despair, thoughts potentially about suicide or not wanting to be here, starting to feel like everything is overwhelming and intolerable and you need a way out. So really a whole range of, of thoughts and behaviors and emotions. Okay. And you kind of hit on something that it's, it's when you see these sustained, right? Like mm-hmm. if you're feeling these, these things for a long time, that's kind of a, a good indicator that maybe it's time to take a pause and a mm-hmm. step back. Uh, yeah. Okay. And if you notice those feelings, especially if they're sustained, what, what tools do you give your patients um, just to kind of glean for ourselves? Mm-hmm. Maybe there's something that we can use to, to cope with those and to get through the difficult times. Are there any yeah. practical tools that we could, we could use? Sure, sure. And so first, I would say, you know, with respect to any of those issues being sustained, um, that would be those are all the the times where we would want you to reach out and get professional help, um, or at least, you know, an an assessment for whether or not professional help is indicated. Um, Everything that I just described, um, there's a pretty good chance that 
most people listening to this related to something <laughs> that I right. mentioned. And, right. um, you know, if you're still, if, if, it, if these aren't the kind of things that are really interfering with your ability to function on a day-to-day basis, you're still able to tend to responsibilities. But, you know, these kind of difficulties that are, are coming up are more um, brief, they're more fleeting, they're upsetting, but not, you know, kind of taking over, then right. we would be looking at a whole host of different types of coping skills. Um, so one of them, um, the, the biggest and the easiest one that I would recommend um, if you are a, a phone-based human now and really enjoy having apps would just be to put a mindfulness app on your phone, um, ideally something that has built-in alerts, built-in reminders. We're not super great as a species at um, carving out time and being really disciplined without having external reminders. So anything on your phone that can remind you to take a break, to stretch, to breathe, to pause, to meditate, and really just build that into your day. Um, In my office, we try to cross-monitor each other and encourage uh, um, the whole office to take uh, stretching breaks and breathing breaks, Mm -hmm. um, you know, to varying degrees of success. But external accountability for that kind of thing is really helpful, whether it's other humans or an app. Um, There are some other really easy things easy with practice, um, but things that, that we can all do. Um, one of my favorite things, if you're feeling stressed out, if you're feeling overwhelmed, is an activity called progressive muscle relaxation. There are some great, you know, videos, tutorials, you know, led things online, or you can just do it yourself by finding a a comfortable place to sit in a relaxed, open posture and starting at the bottoms of your toes all the way up to the top of your head. Um, uh, progressively moving through each muscle group and clenching the muscles and holding it for a few seconds and then releasing and then moving further up. And that really, when we're having a moment of overwhelm, of panic, of distress, just doing that kind of recalibrates our, our nervous system and allows us to relax and get centered back in our bodies. Um, beyond that, I think there are just slews of good, uh, what we would call grounding exercises that are available online, all of which have to do with helping us kind of detach from a lot of those worry thoughts and fearful thoughts that we have and come back into our bodies, be present, remember to breathe, get connected back to ourselves and the physical environment, which is typically mm-hmm. what, what most of us need in those moments to be able to, to kind of reset and, and move on. So those types of things are, are really great, really helpful. And um, just a a couple other things, because I was thinking about like what has been helping me get through during this time. Um, Writing a gratitude list is always Mm -hmm. a really fantastic practice to be in, um, just on a daily basis, jotting down a couple things for which we're grateful. Um, It doesn't have to be anything grandiose, but that is typically the kind of thing that can help us stay focused and centered. And then really the big one I would say is looking for ways to find meaning and purpose right now. Mm -hmm. When the world feels scary and out of control, we all have pretty limited scope of of what we're able to to have some control over, but being able to do something that is meaningful to us because it's aligned with our core values, whatever those are, and and being able to take some action on that, um, that's going to really have have a pretty positive impact at a time where we can't necessarily find a lot of the joy and happiness and, mm-hmm. you know, things that, that would normally fill us up. Wonderful. Thank you so much for sharing all those wonderful tips. You know, what it 
triggered for me was a couple of resources that you mentioned actually that are available to staff um, through Sharp. And so you you touched on a mindfulness app. So our all Sharp employees have access to a mindfulness app called Will. W-H-I-L. Sharp has paid for 3,000 licenses for staff. And the great thing about it is if you've never practiced mindfulness, then you can access beginner courses. They have one-minute courses that you can do between patients, um, which is really nice. You can set goals for yourself. They have a whole section on sleep, which is my personal favorite. Yeah. <laughs> and so that is, I, we at Sharp Best Health, we are huge Components of, of mindfulness and just the benefits that it it can bring to our mental and emotional health. So um, there's that resource. And then you mentioned the importance of finding our purpose mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> and aligning our actions with our values, especially during difficult times. I feel like it can be easier to lose sight of those mm-hmm. things. Um, and it's at a time where we should be uh, remembering them the most because that really determines how we react a lot of times to stress. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. so um, there's a program available to staff right now called Cultivating Joy. Mm -hmm. And it's a six-part series that addresses the kind of foundations of increasing resilience and preventing burnout. Um, It's all self-guided and it's online. So you can do it on your own time. And one of those components is actually about finding your purpose. And so you can read a, you can read a toolkit. It's just a few pages long. And then there's some exercises that you can go through to just take some time for yourself to think through what brings you meaning and joy, like you said. So um, thank you so much for kind of sharing all those things. And I think what you shared, a lot of those can be done right now. And mm-hmm. there are things that we can start easily practicing and implementing without oh, without many barriers. Yeah, absolutely. And that was, was my goal, you know, thinking again, just about myself <laughs> and my day-to-day work. If I've got five minutes and need to get myself a little dose right. of, of resilience, a little dose of self-care, what are the easily accessible things that are just mm-hmm. right at my fingertips or, you know, already in my toes? <laughs> so. Definitely. I like what you said about gratitude too. Something that I've been trying to do is we talk a lot about from a wellness standpoint, the importance of anchoring a new behavior to an existing habit Mm -hmm. because it makes it easier to remember that way you don't actually have to be thinking, Oh, I need to think of something that I'm grateful for. So one easy way to do that is at least for me, when I'm washing my hands, just to think of something that I'm grateful for Mm -hmm. and it takes some int- intentionality at first, but before I know it, then every time I wash my hands, I'm thinking of mm-hmm. something grateful I am or something grateful that I have. And so I think, right, like our, our brains have this negativity bias most of the time. <laughs> and so it's so important to intentionally bring to mind the good things because there's mm-hmm. always good things. It's just mm-hmm. sometimes they don't come to the forefront of our minds. Right, right. You're absolutely right. A lot of it is about practice and about building up that muscle through repetition, through habit building. And like you said, through pairing, that's a fantastic mm-hmm. technique. Yeah. So um, before we wrap up, uh, we just have a few minutes left. Do you have any resources that you would like to share with our listeners, whether they're, um, you know, your own personal recommendations or ones from Mesa Vista? Mm-hmm. 
So, um, you know, there are a lot of really fantastic tools out there that are very much self-guided. The ones that you just mentioned sound wonderful. Um, I'm going to go check those out. Um, (laughs) Beyond that, if you start to realize that you're struggling more than a a um, self-directed approach is going to handle, the the first course of action would be to talk with your primary care doc um, about getting um, referred for you know, additional assessment for mental health treatment. Um, if you don't have a primary care doc or you're not really sure, not really comfortable, it's always perfectly fine to call us here at Mesa Vista. We have um, both inpatient hospitalization for emergencies as well as outpatient programs um, that treat a whole slew of different mental health issues um, for folks that are really struggling. And we're also just happy to provide information in general about how to find a therapist, um, whether that's through, you know, if you're an employee with Sharp Health Plan, or, or some other type of insurance, we're happy to, to help you figure out how to get the help that you need and make sure you're pointed in the right direction. If you ever find yourself really in crisis, a great local resource, um, which sometimes people just want to know for themselves, their family members, their communities, is called the San Diego Access and Crisis Line. It's 24-7. Um, the phone number is 888-724-7240. And um, again, just, it, just like it says, it's for folks who are in crisis, if you don't know what to do and things are feeling really unmanageable and um, you just need need some help in the moment, those would be the folks to call. And let's see, um, the other resource that um, we always like for folks to know about, not just for mental health, but for any kind of assistance with housing, with really any type of social services whatsoever is 211 San Diego. And they did a really phenomenal job at the beginning of the pandemic with updating their website for all sorts of different resources for everything from, like I said, housing to physical health care to mental health care to financial assistance, all kinds of stuff. So a ton of really great resources on their website, or you can just call 211. Wonderful. Yeah. Thank you. We'll put those, um, we'll put those resources in the show notes too. So everyone listening can just uh, click on those links or get the numbers if they need them. Perfect. Well, thank you again so much for sharing today and and talking to us about, you know, the importance of taking care of our mental and emotional health always, but especially right now, I think it's a good reminder. Um, And so um, again, everything that we mentioned will be in the show notes uh, for you to access. And um, we will see you soon on our next episode. All right. Thank you so much, Kim for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. Take care. Bye. Bye. Download this episode and find more great information on health and wellness by visiting Sharp Best Health on SharpNet.com.